Welcome to Shortcut to Mastery. It's your host, Richardson Deckham. In this podcast, I share all my tips, tools, strategies, and advice on how you can learn things fast with all the shortcut that I have. Hey, it's your boy Rich. Welcome to another episode of Shortcut to Mastery. And in today's episode, I'm going to share with you guys how I learned coding or how I learned to code. They're two of the same thing. So just a heads up, I'm not going to get into things that didn't work, or maybe I might mention it, but I'm not going to structure this episode by sharing you guys everything. I'm just going to focus solely on the advices and tips that I think are the most useful for you guys to learn how to code quickly. I wanted to share the story of how I trained to learn Rails. This is the title of an article that I wrote a couple years ago on Medium. This article now has more than 150,000 views and hundreds of shares. In the article, I was actually sharing all the steps that I took in order to learn Rails in two months. And in this episode today, I'm going to go more in detail into all the different things that I had to do in order to learn Rails and things that I've learned along that path. First of all, uh, I need that it's important that I mention that when I was a kid, I was actually really into programming in general, and I was actually doing Visual Basic. Visual Basic is a, I would say, a framework for building application on Windows machine, uh, or rather Windows, on the Windows operating system, I think. It's, it's probably a better description of it. And then when I was a kid, I was uh, really getting into, you know, like nerding in out, like nerding out, literally, and trying to learn how to build things, how to build my own ICQ or my own messenger or MSN at the time. And so I got really into coding and then I started reading a book called Visual Basic 3.1. And he introduced me to the basic of building application, you know, creating methods and connecting it with the view and seeing action and seeing the result of what you're actually coding. So I would like to say and insist on the fact that I had some knowledge of um, some of the basics of coding because I was doing it when I was a kid. But that wasn't a real object-oriented software. It wasn't as complicated as C or C++ or as complicated as Ruby. In Visual Basic, I had an interface where I could literally draw how things were going to look like in advance, and I would create the logic in the, I would say the backend or the, the source code. While in Ruby, all I was facing was a blank notepad, like a blank page, and I had to write the HTML and CSS to, to actually create my views, and then I had to write the backend code and connect my backend code with the frontend code. I'm not going to get into detail, um, actually I am. So technically in web development, front end is what you see and what you're facing. So when you go on someone's website, the first thing that you see that you can visualize is the front end. Usually people use HTML and CSS to do it. And the back end is what happened behind the scene. I just wanted to give you a little bit of context that you understand 
the different step that I had to take in order to learn coding really fast. So technically backend is what is behind the scene, which means the communication between the database and the website and the front end, I say. So when I started learning how to code, I was, I first started doing HTML and CSS when I was around 12. And I used to go onto website and try to copy exactly those websites and rebuild it in HTML and CSS. But my, my, um, uh, my basis, my, my root, my foundation was really, really bad. This is why when I decided to learn Ruby on Rails, I decided to relearn everything from scratch. Because I was going to learn everything from scratch, I decided to create a roadmap for myself. I figured that if I wanted to build a website, I will need to understand HTML and CSS. HTML and CSS is pretty basic once you understand how it works. Uh, HTML is technically a markup language, which means that it uses tags in order and different keywords in order to represent something on the page. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong or tweet, tweet to me on Twitter and then let me know if I gave a, the right description of this thing. Uh, and if I'm wrong, I mean, I, I'll correct myself in the next episode or something. So in CSS, it's technically what stylized that HTML. So HTML is just the text. It's just kind of like creating the shape and form of your page. And CSS are the style sheet. It's how, what makes it look good. So with CSS, you will add the colors, the size, and the shape and form of your websites. So usually you need to combine both in order to get a visual representation of your design in code. So I decided to learn HTML first so that I can actually represent the website that I wanted to build. And then if you know HTML and CSS, you can create a very basic website. You can create a standing landing page with just text and images with no logics. Any animation or interaction that happened on a website is actually due to JavaScript. You need to have JavaScript on the page in order to have those, those pop-up appearing or sometimes now the, actually CSS is so advanced now that you can actually have some animation with, with CSS alone, but in the past you will only do it with JavaScript. And JavaScript also allow you to create uh, different interaction from page to page uh, and make your website more dynamic. So my roadmap was as follows. I first learned, decided to learn HTML, then I learned CSS, then I decided to learn JavaScript, and I'll get more in detail into how I learned JavaScript because I learned JavaScript in a very unconventional way, but I'll get more into detail about it after. Once I, my, my HTML, CSS, and JavaScript were good enough, I decided to start tackling Ruby. Here what might happen if you start to learn Rails before Ruby. You'll get familiar with the framework, but you won't understand that everything that you see is actually Ruby code. Rails was built with Ruby, and all the logic behind what you see in Rails in a Rails framework is all Ruby. So if you don't understand Ruby, you won't understand how to work with the framework. 
And I think it's important that I share with you guys that when I wanted to learn Ruby on Rails, because I love shortcuts so much, I thought that I would be able to learn Rails and Ruby along the way by starting by learning Rails. And that was a big mistake. And I quickly realized that if I don't understand Ruby, I won't understand Rails fully, or even not just fully, even in part, because it's technically Ruby code. So this is why I decided to switch and then focus on getting a really good foundation with Ruby so that I can understand Rails quicker. So what were the resources that I found and that I used in order to learn Ruby and Rails? So initially, I was really relying in blogs. So I was Googling, um, learn, learn Ruby on Rails, like learn Ruby, learn Rails. And I would find different blogs where people were somehow trying to explain how Ruby or Rails was working. And when I decided to narrow it down to Ruby, then I was just looking for for more article about understanding how to learn Ruby quickly. I assumed that the best way for me to learn the language was by finding blogs initially, but I quickly realized that blogs were very confusing. And that's because Ruby is a programming language and it evolves and it has different version. So sometimes we'll land into one blog and they will talk about Ruby, let's say 2.1, and I will end up in another blog and I will talk about Ruby 3.1 and so on. And I will, I will quickly realize that it will get confusing because I will try to type a method in my terminal and I will keep getting errors. I will, it will keep returning errors to me. And then I didn't really understand why because I didn't understand that there were different nuances between the different version of Ruby. So because I keep facing those obstacles, I decided that maybe the best way for me to learn is to learn the same way I learned Visual Basic back in the days. By buying a book about Visual Basic 3.1 and reading it from beginning to end without even touching the terminal trying to do what they were telling me to do. I just read the full book once just to kind of get the concept into my head understand what they were saying. And then I read it a second time. And the second time I was applying every single concept that they were suggesting. I was following every single guideline. And it was much easier for me to, to quickly get through the chapters and understand what I was doing. From my own experience, not every book is obvious or easy to follow or understand when you're learning how to code. Sometimes someone's teaching technique might be confusing for you. You might not relate to the way they explain things. So my personal secret for that is to buy multiple books. Go, go to your local bookstore or go online and try to download samples of different books and see if it's easy for you to follow. So I went online and I, I looked for, for different books that I could read and then I found some of the most recommended books for learning how to code and that's the one that I ordered. I'm going to make this episode a little bit more focused toward uh, how I learned Ruby on Rails because if we're just talking about how to learn how to code, there's so many different ways you guys can go about learning it, right? So here are the books that I read when I wanted to learn Ruby. And then like I was saying, I, I had to buy multiple books. And those multiple books were 
Learning Programming by Chris Pine, Learning Ruby the Hard Way. That one was by far the best book I read when I was learning Ruby. And I also read The Rails Way by Obi Fernandez, which was introducing me to the Ruby on Rails framework. And I read the Ruby on Rails 3 tutorial by, uh, I think, Michael Hart. And I, and I think overall that was mostly the main books that I was focusing on when I was learning Ruby in, in general. This is the books I recommend, and then this is the book that really helped me learning it quickly in the beginning. I like to insist in reading the book Learning Programming by Chris Pine. This book was by far the best introduction, introduction to Ruby that I had. Um, Chris Pine do an amazing job, like an incredible job, just breaking things down for you so that you understand the different concept of making methods and really understanding how Ruby works, how to use those methods, how to use different calls, uh, blocks, the concept of blocks in, a, in, in the Ruby language. Uh, so I highly recommend to start with this book. That's that's the book that I read first, and then then I wanted to learn it by doing. I've always liked to learn things by doing. I think it's a it's a really quick way to challenge yourself and and learn things pretty quickly. And in Ruby, learning Ruby the hard way, I was essentially just tackling every single subject, and on every single chapter, I had a challenge that I had to overcome, and overcoming that challenge. Uh, mean that I understood that concept. All right, next, once you've done this huge, tremendous effort of reading a full-on programming book, which sometimes can be 500 or 600 pages and can be very intimidating, I understand that. I was there. I get it. But it's worth it. If you want to learn how to code, you're going to have to to read, I mean, that's like a, sh that's a huge shortcut. You, it might seem like you're going to a lot of different pages and that is gonna take you forever, but actually, this is a shortcut. Reading is a shortcut on its own. It's someone that condenses a bunch of different information into one book and, and often in a compelling way that might help you uh, put your ideas together and, and be focused throughout your learning path. So once you've done that, the next thing is to start taking tutorials online. When I say tutorials, I'm talking about courses online, like big modules, stuff that you might find on Udemy or lynda.com or Skillshare or CodeSchool, RubyMonk and much more. I think that you should start taking tutorials after you've read a coding book because a tutorial can sometimes put you all over the place. Sometimes they're really good and they allow you to be very focused and sometimes learn quickly. But you want to make sure that you are learning with the right foundation. And this foundation is actually going to help you to learn much quicker. And when you're going to approach those tutorials, you're going to be approaching those tutorials with some knowledge of the language. And it's going to be a lot easier for you to understand the concept and understand how they apply in different contexts and rules and so on. So when I was done with reading books and then doing my tutorial, this is when I decided to start learning by doing. 
Now I understood all the basic concepts. I had a strong foundation about the language, about coding with Ruby and using Ruby on Rails. And through the tutorials and the challenges, I've applied different techniques and different application of the language itself. So that's when I decided that as my next step, I will start learning by doing. Learning by doing is, for example, if you have an idea in mind and then if sometime might be the reason that you are actually learning to code. In my, in my own experience, actually, I decided to code because I wanted to be able to build my own ideas. So I already had a, a business idea that I wanted to build. So as soon as I had all the foundation and the basics, I just decided to start building my product and, and learning more along the line as I was building it. This is what I mean by learning by doing. So pick a project. Pick something that you want to achieve, that you want to build, that you may be passionate about because it's going to give you the drive to keep going and try to build it. Even if you feel that you don't know enough, just try to build it because this is when you're going to start searching for things that you don't understand. You're going to start reading more about the different concepts. Blog, find blogs that talks about things that you're trying to add into your app. And this is how you're going to, going to start getting your hand dirty onto Google because the number one rule that you need to have, I mean, I wouldn't say rule, I would say the number one skill that you have, need to have when you want to be a developer is knowing how to Google. And when you're learning by doing, you have to Google things, you have to look for answer. And you're going to start experiencing different bugs and in building an experience over time and getting better at coding in general. When I wasn't in front of the computer, learning by doing or reading books or doing tutorials, I would just read documentation on my phone. So I went into the Ruby on Rails documentation, all the Ruby documentation, and I was just going through it, just kind of learning what the method do and then how you apply, what it's supposed to return. And I, that's just how I kind of got more familiar with different methods in Ruby and also methods in Rails. So I was just doing it for fun. So on my commute to work, I was reading documentation and sometimes I was reading source code. So I would look online for open source projects and I just go into the source code and just try to understand what was happening, what they were trying to do. And often I was reading source code of things that I wanted to implement to understand how I could do the same thing to my own application. So this is the next thing that I want to recommend. And this is the next thing that I've actually done is reading documentation. But only do that once you've read books, done tutorials, started learning by doing, this is when you can start reading documentation and more seriously. So sometimes as you're learning by doing, you, you're going to have to go back to the documentation because if you're trying to use a method and you don't know how it works, you have to get back to the documentation. And even today as a senior developer, I still go back to the documentation because sometimes I forget how I am supposed to use the method. Once you know so many different languages, it's really hard to remember um, different methods, what they return in different contexts. And sometimes as the language is evolving, uh, a method, the, the way a method is supposed to work might have changed. Its behavior might have changed or the thing that it's supposed to return. So it's always good to go back to documentation. The thing that I mean when I say that start getting deeper into documentation and source code once you've done all the first step that I mentioned, it's just because 
you have the foundation to understand uh, this method in the context of the language because you understand the language. But if you feel that some at some time, at some point throughout your journey, you need to read what a method do in the documentation, then just do it. There's nothing wrong with that. But but being having learned the foundation and practiced the language, the documentation is going to become more and more useful for you and you're gonna get more result from that. The next thing I'm going to be talking about are blogs. It's a valuable place for learning things more specifically, but I would not recommend you to start reading blogs at the beginning of your learning journey. This is not a shortcut. It might actually confuse you because a coding language has different version, a framework has different version. And often those blogs are written for a specific version of that framework or of that language. And often the writer of those blogs does not specify that in their article. And it can be very confusing when you don't really understand the language. This is why I always recommend blogs last. But as you're learning by doing, because you're going to be Googling things and looking for solution, you're going to come across blogs. But if you're doing that after you've read books about the language and after you've done a few tutorials, that's fine. But do not do that as your first shortcut. All right, you just got a glimpse of what it took me to learning how to code in two months. So just to sum up everything that we just talked about, number one, I was talking about reading books. Then number two was to start learning tutorials. Number three was learning by doing. Number four was reading documentation. Number five was reading source code. And, and number six was blogs. So if you follow this path and those shortcuts that I took, you too are going to be able to learn how to code quickly. And if it doesn't take you two months, don't worry, just keep going. Maybe you might do it sooner than I, than I did and, and maybe it might take you longer than I've done, but who cares? The most important thing is that you get started and that you keep going. I hope you enjoyed this episode and the shortcut I shared today. If you have any feedback or recommendation, or would like to share your story, make sure to reach out to us on our Twitter page or our Facebook page. Thank you guys for watching, and I see you guys on the next one.